This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. First today on Spin Talk, I would really love to hear your thoughts on this idea that's um, creating some headlines over in the UK. Riskier playgrounds for kids. So a number of schools over in the UK have decided to ditch their safety first policies and even... um, the head inspector from Ofsted in the UK has said like some of the health and safety rules are just ridiculous that that kids are completely mollycoddled that they need to know about danger and about risk so a lot of kind of the plasticky playground equipment you know the real soft stuff has been replaced with crates bricks sometimes loose bricks tire swings mud pits and log stumps So I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this today because the whole idea behind these changes is to make kids more resilient, for them to be that bit tougher and to realise that sometimes, you know, they need to assess situations or they need to figure out if something is... Spin 1038, this is Spin Talk with Lauren. Uh, Interesting conversation we're having today and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it is whether or not we need um, riskier playgrounds for kids and whether or not you think it would be a good idea to have the likes of bricks, logs, sand pits, because over in the UK, a lot of these kind of playgrounds are being, like the plasticky playgrounds are being replaced now by wood and wood chip and sand and water because it's more natural, firstly, but also it encourages kids to be more resilient and to think about risk. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this today. Aaron is not a fan of the idea. He's on Facebook and says, loose bricks, let them play on a building site altogether. Why not get them to play with exposed electrical wires on safe heights, heavy machinery? So Aaron thinks, yeah, it's just a step too far, a little too dangerous. But here's the thing, and the reason it's been adopted in some schools in the UK is that idea that kids will take risks and they will learn about danger and it'll toughen them up as well. So uh, one school that has introduced this is Richmond Avenue Primary and Nursery School in Essex. And they're actually quite proud of the fact that in the sand pit, you know, there there are things that are considered hazardous. And so kids are aware of that and they learn that they have to be careful. And they are quite proud of that. Would you be worried if you rocked up to a playground and there was signs saying there, you know, some of the playground has been altered? So I don't use the word danger, but there's risk involved. What do you think? Sarah says, definitely bring them in. Kids need to learn dangers of their surroundings, how to play safely. Kids are definitely softer these days. My kids included. God forbid they hurt themselves. Playgrounds need to be more adventurous. So, yeah, this is the whole idea, is that, you know, the health and safety um, rules that are in place are just too much. You know, kids are so safe. And I understand, like, we spoke... Um, it's a few months ago now, but we spoke about the idea of not having your house um, child-friendly. So, for example, um, we were talking to people who, when they had a small child, were like, well, I'm not going to go changing my house to suit a child. Like, So they didn't put in a stair gate, for example. And like, loads of people felt like, that's stupid. Like, That's an accident waiting to happen. But if you think about it, like, when I was a kid, there was no um, child-friendly cupboards you know, what are those things? The safety guards on cupboards. You just knew that you, like, you didn't open certain cupboards or that if you did, you could close them on your fingers. And I got my fingers caught in loads of doors, but you learn. And this is the whole idea of this playground thing is 
that kids learn to be more resilient, but also they learn to assess risk. And they learn that if they do, if they use certain material or they do something, they could hurt themselves. What do you think? Is it a bit much? Sean says, of course, part of the reason we're seeing so many, of course, this is a good idea, says Sean. Part of the reason we're seeing so many allergies, celiacs, etc., is our immune systems aren't being exposed enough and they aren't developing properly. Yeah, like everything is so clean. Everything is so safe. What do you think? Would you like to see more of these playgrounds? Mark says, don't waste your time. Little idiots will destroy it anyway. Okay, so Mark's not a kid person by the sounds of things. I would love to hear from you. If you have a small child in your life, would you allow them go into a playground that, you know, didn't have certain safety measures in place, that there was more crates bricks, loose bricks in certain places, tyre swings, mud pits, log stumps. These are just some of the examples. Do you think it would be a good idea? Rebecca says, calling natural objects in nature risky. We have bubble-wrapped children these days. And see, this is the thing is, a lot of this is natural. I remember those playground I went to as a kid, which um, had a lot of um, things made out of wood. And like there was a, a log bridge with chain on it. And, you know, if you fell, you would hurt yourself. And like, Obviously, there's a lot of things in place now that has kids' safety in mind. But are we too safe nowadays? I'm on 087-711-1038. I would love to speak to you. Nicola is on the line. Hi, Nicola. Hi. Nicola, tell me what your thoughts are on these playgrounds that have a bit more risk. Um, well, I, I think they're a great idea if the parents are willing to take responsibility. But when... It's up to teachers and, and who's going to be at fault when there's a big accident and something happens. Yeah, this is the thing. And a lot of people are pointing that out on the Facebook page. That like, how? Like, what if a kid hurts themselves in a public park, for example, and the parents sue? A lot of these new playgrounds have signs up that say, look, there is things in place. They're purposely put here to make it a little riskier for kids. Like, we don't accept any responsibility. That's the layout of the park. So do you think if it was brought in in a school and everyone signed up to it, then that's almost kind of like a waiver, that it's like, right, well, you can't sue if your kid gets hurt. But it'd still be very unfair on the teachers who are who having to mind the children. It's very difficult when you're looking after so many children. And then if you're putting them into a hazardous environment as well on top of that. But, like, let's talk about what's hazardous. Like, would you consider, you know, like... <laughs> go on. These bricks might be hazardous. Yeah. Like, I remember playing once now, it was in someone's back garden and they were having building work done and my parents saying, be careful, there's bricks over there. So, you know, we we listened and we just didn't play near the bricks. I understand, like, if you have them purposely in a playground, but I just feel what a lot of people are saying on Facebook is, you know what, kids are too bubble-wrapped now. They need to learn, that's dangerous, don't go over there. And that's fine if parents are willing to take responsibility, but when it's teachers and there's 30 children and it's very difficult when there's loose bricks lying around. Yeah, so you wouldn't be into the loose bricks. So not, not in, not, it, maybe when parents are in, are in the park with the children, but not when it's up to a teacher who has 30 children to mind. Okay. Fair enough, Nicola. Good to speak to you today. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, sorry, apologies. Nicholas Nine just wasn't the best. I lost her there a couple of times. But her point is, this just isn't right in schools. Now, I did mention there is a school in Essex that have brought this in, Richmond Avenue Primary Nursery School. And they've brought in the likes of crates, loose bricks, 
um, a tyre swing. Now, I remember my park I went to as a kid had a tyre swing and there was actually, it was chains. I think a lot of kids' swings use chains. But, you know, you can't stop kids getting hurt. And that's all part of growing up as you fall over, you graze your knee, you bang into things. And that's the whole point of these playgrounds is so that they will begin to assess assess risk themselves. Do you think it's a good idea? I'd love to hear from you. I'm on 087-711-1038. Jen is on the line. Hi, Jen. Hi, Lauren. Jen, I understand you're not a fan of the natural playground. No. When I was young, I had an accident in school. I had to slide along a bench when I was six. And uh, a lump of wood came loose and lodged in my stomach and I had to have an operation. Ouch. Yeah, it was really bad. I couldn't even sit. I had to lie. Oh, God, Jen. So, wood is bad. Yeah, I, it, I, it makes me anxious. Like, I can't touch wood or anything like that. Like, I, could, I couldn't watch my child in a wooden playground. It would make me very an- anxious. Okay, and that's understandable, Jen, because you had quite a traumatic experience by yeah. these kinds of things. Um, and this was in school, was it? In school, yeah, when I was six. Okay, so, for you, you like kind of the plastic, rubber, safe playground? Yeah, like the steel ones or whatever. Like, I wouldn't mind her going into a sand pit or playing with muck and getting dirty and all that, but just really active. I do appreciate what happened to you, Jen, was awful, right? And that would scar you. Um, that would kind of stick in your mind. But for yourself now with kids, like, at the same time... You know, obviously you want them to be safe and you want them to be okay, but, you know, do you talk to them about risk and, like, do you let them do things and kind of figure it out for themselves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, she she would be quite standoffish anyway. Like, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be a daredevil or anything like that, but I wouldn't tell her she couldn't do something because of it might she might not like it or she might get scared of her or something like I just let her make the decision herself but okay. I wouldn't openly bring her to a wooden playground I yeah. just wouldn't bring her Okay, she wouldn't know the difference anyway yeah 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 but for you and for what you went through God that was sounded awful and was it just a loose bit of wood Jen? Well no it was one of those um, long wooden benches that they had in the PE halls years ago oh yeah and we all had to take turns going along it on our stomach, pull ourselves along on our stomach. And it just so happened when I got to it that a piece came loose. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so it was really bad. Was it very sore? Yeah, it was. Like, they brought me to a clinic across the road and into the library in the school itself, and they kept trying to pull it out as well themselves before they sent me to the hospital. Oh, Jen. Jesus. Okay, so no wonder you're not a big fan of the idea, but at the same time, you don't want a rapper in bubble wrap. No, no. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't stop her. I, she doesn't know anything about it, so I wouldn't stop her going near wood, but for me to just watch her in a wooden playground would just make me anxious. Yeah, of course. Fair enough, Jen. Good to speak to you today. Thanks very much. Thanks for coming on. Okay, look, I think, listen, you can't argue with Jen going through what she did when she was six. That wasn't even in a playground. Like, that was a wooden bench. And this is the thing. I didn't want to say this to Jen, given what she went through. It was quite traumatic. But accidents happen right and like there was no way those teachers in that school knew that that was going to happen you know and it's it's awful and I, that's why I didn't even ask about the outcome or did her parents take any action against the school I'm going to guess that they didn't because I think you know 
when Jen was a kid, when I was a kid, when most of us were kids, that just didn't really happen as much back then. But when it comes to kids learning about risk and learning, okay, well, if I do that again, it's going to hurt. How important is that to you? Another thing I think when it comes to schools is, you know, the scissors. I remember when I was in primary school, we were allowed just to use scissors, right? And you know, if you're not careful with it, like you were never allowed to run with the scissors and you have to hold the scissors a certain way. But this crack of the really blunt scissors, I think maybe in junior or senior infants we had them, right? No one could cut anything. So we ended up just being given the, the scissors that the older kids were allowed to use because the rubber ones are pointless or the blunt ones are pointless. You know, and I think kids learn and kids are smart. If you say, listen, don't do that, it'll hurt. And they don't listen to you and then they cut themselves. Well, they won't do it again. Now, is this just the very naive opinion of someone who doesn't have kids? Let me know. 087-711-1038. Nicola joins me on the line. Hi, Nicola. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks very much. Nicola, am I very naive? Um, I think... I just think that, like, you know, anywhere that a child is, they need to be supervised. So I feel that a lot of the times playgrounds, it's like you're going with your friend who has a kid, like, go off and play, we're having, you know, chat, um, or you're on your phone. Whereas to be involved with your child, to teach them, you know, this is how you do this, this, you know, don't be careful. Or they learn through play like that, rather than being strapped up, oh, oh, don't touch this, don't touch, like, you know, you're putting that on your child. Yeah. To be nervous in life, to be, you know, no matter what, if something bad is going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, yeah. like I, you know, my little boy in school and PE fell over. Next thing I know, we're in Temple Street having stitches in his head. That's a safe environment. <laughs> you know, he hit it on a wall. There was nothing obstruction. Whereas, you know, we've been to the skate park. He's come flying off of his bike or his scooter, and he's fine. Yeah, so you know, it's this a, crack of like, okay you know, everything has to be safe and health and safety, etc. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit too much for you. I think it's a bit extreme. To a certain degree, yes, you have to be safe and careful, but you've also got to teach that. It's not something that you're born with. And I think that wrapping people up in, in cotton wool, it's it's not teaching people how to be safe, you know, as they grow up in life. Yeah. You have to do mistakes to learn from that mistake. So like the woman said, you know, if you... Uh, cut your finger you know you're, you're twice you're not as likely to do it again yeah you know so I, I, I would agree but obviously under supervision I mean getting involved with your child while they're there yeah it's yeah. meant to be an enjoyable experience for parents and child not just to let them off wild and, and yeah. do what they want which exactly. is what I would see a lot of the time when I'm out Yeah, this is the thing. I think things are so safe that parents are like, Grant, look, we don't have to have anything to do with this. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like, listen, kids, there's there's a railroad track. Go walk across that now and see how you get on and assess the situation yourselves. Obviously, you're not going to be putting kids in danger. Exactly. But there's certain things they need to figure out. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And I I just, I think it's healthy for them. Like, my little boy, like, we bring him up like that. And I think he's better for, he's more streetwise, he's you know, a little bit more cautious crossing the road. He, if his football goes out, he doesn't belt out after it. Right. He understands. He he gets that because he's learned that, you know, obviously I've told him not to do it, but, you know, we, we learn together, we play together, and it's it's just one of those things that I think that, you know, 
to a certain degree it should be Oh Jen lost you there uh, thanks a million for coming on no, though I've got... oh there you are uh, yeah, Jen, sorry. thanks a million. I'm just losing you there, but listen, I've got to move on anyway. Thanks a million for coming on. No problem, thank you. Good to Bye. speak to you today. Um, a few people have been in touch about this whole crack of like, well, listen, what do you do if a kid genuinely gets hurt in one of these natural playgrounds and then the parents sue? And we spoke to Jen a few minutes ago who, God love her, like had an awful experience as a child, uh, had an accident in school where a piece of wood um, came off one of the benches in PE and she ended up having to have an operation because it like it impaled her by the sounds of things. Um, so I was saying, I my guess would be that Jen's parents didn't take action because people just didn't do that kind of thing back in the day. And Jen's been back in touch to say no action was taken against the school because it was genuinely an accident. And see, Jen, I knew, I, I just knew by you that that wouldn't have been an option. It just, it's that's not where people's minds went years ago. Kids got hurt. Kids, you know, like a lot of the playground in my primary school was concrete. And we did have a field and it was called the field. I grew up in the countryside. But, you know, if you fell on the concrete, you either had to go and get a plaster or you just got up and stayed playing. You know, and playgrounds are very safe. A lot of them are that kind of astroturfy material now. So when kids actually do fall on concrete, they're like, Jesus Christ, what is this? I've never seen it before. Um, but Jen, thanks a million for following up on that anyway. Um, genuinely an accident and an awful accident that happened to you. Um, Susan is next on the line. Hi, Susan. Hi there, how's it going? Good, thank you very much. Susan, now, what did you want to say? Um, no, I was just listening to your caller there and she was saying about uh, the wooden plates and the wooden sl- uh, slides and swings. Um, I wouldn't consider them to be a natural playground Um they, what, from what I've seen and where I visited, a natural playground is using things from the natural environment and encouraging the children to play with those kind of materials and problem solve. Um, up in St. Catherine's Park in Lucan, there's um, a natural playground and there'd be like tunnels and hills and um, there's a concrete kind of... Um, I don't even know what it is, but it's like a... It'd be like a, a mini fort type thing, but it's a concrete circle and the kids climb into it and they have to use materials from around themselves or work together to climb back out. Or, you know, they call them and you go over and you help them out. But, you know, my little boy, he's five and a half and he loves playing there because it encourages interaction between the children because they can't just wander off and you know, play by themselves. They have to help each other to do things, but it also encourages an imagination as well That's for all the so different cool. things. Yeah, he like he's a total like a total boy, loves mud and dirt and, you know, getting dug in. But all of his friends, like and but I'd be uh, I'd have friends that would have little girls and they're as keen to get, you know, stuck in and um, you know, they they just find twigs and they automatically they're pirates and that's their sword and next thing they're running through the tunnels and they're trying to hide from dragons and stuff like that it's it's it's, it's interactive for them but then us as well like you know we're getting to see them using their imaginations and play together and problem solve you yeah. know that sounds great Susan thanks a million for sharing that St. Yeah. Catherine's Park and Luke and can I ask yeah. about the kind of concrete force because, yeah. you know, when you go to certain play centres, obviously everything is very safe and soft. And yeah. If you fall, you don't hurt yourself. Do yeah. you be a bit nervous sometimes that they might hop themselves off the concrete? 
Um, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, but he's my little lad, he runs everywhere. He, from the time he could walk, he never walked. He ran everywhere. And that's the thing with him. Like, he, he'd trip or fall at any time, any day. And when we're out and about, it's just... I would tell him, you know, you, you can't go running towards certain things or you have to be a bit cautious. But I wouldn't be overly, you know, doing everything for him. He's trying to encourage him to assess the situation. I like what you were saying there a while, basically a while ago, looking for the risks themselves yeah. and trying to learn. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be here from every single step of his life and everything he does. He needs to learn to be doing these things too. And I think it'll help form a much more grounded young man, hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed, Susan. Sounds yeah. like you're doing a great job. Thanks a minute Thank for coming you. on. Good to speak no to you. No problem. Bye Take bye. care, bye. Uh, that sounds like a really cool natural playground. As Susan said, like, her interpretation of a natural playground is like this place in St. Catherine's Park in Luke. And if anyone else has been there, let me know. Or if you know of anywhere else, because people, I think, are sounding quite positive about this idea. Obviously, there are certain concerns but let me know 087-711-1038 Derek is next Hi Derek Hi Yolanda How's things? Good thank you very much uh, Derek you have a point to make about Scandinavian childcare Yeah just, I was kind of just making the point there that you know um, I'm from a childcare background and I, I did a degree in early childhood education and we would have studied that Scandinavian model because it's so well um, it's so well regarded as a as a type of childcare and it's all based outdoors and it's all based in the natural environment. And those kids from a very early age, from like the age of, say, even four or five years of age, they're taught how to use real tools, saws, hammers, and they're even taught how to learn how to, learn how to make fire and to respect fire and to respect the likes of real tools and the environment. And it's all about, um, you know, giving them the opportunity under supervision to learn and have respect for the environment. And these children, to go back to the resilience point that you were making earlier, these children have shown to develop much better kind of life resilience. So it's not just about, resilience isn't just about learning how to play outdoors. It also helps to build confidence. And confidence is one of the biggest markers for success in life. It's one of the biggest markers for success in school uh, as well. But in life in general, it's not just learning and academics. Confidence goes a long way and that comes with resilience. Yeah, 100%. So what do you think, Derek? Would you be a fan of these playgrounds? I know Susan was saying, look, there's a bit of a difference between a natural playground and these that are being brought over in the UK that would have more kind of crates, bricks, um, you know, more kind of tougher materials than the, the, yeah. than the, the rubber and plastic we're used to seeing. Yeah, I think, listen, the more natural materials children can be around the better but you know we're surrounded by plastic everything these days is plastic and rubber and the more natural materials that that children can engage with because they're, they're, they feel different there's more texture to them there's more learning in natural materials but just can i just make another point as well lauren yeah, i think course. it's kind of really important and this is that you know we've done a lot of studying around this and the studies have shown that the more risk you try to take out of children's play the more risk they will put into it and then it will be less monitored. So if you try to make everything really safe, children will seek out risk because it's exciting and it's a good way to learn. So they'll start putting their own levels of risk in if you start taking on that risk away and try making it too safe. And that actually makes it more dangerous because now it's unmanaged. Yeah. So when you're not around, if you're taking away all that, if you're taking away all that risk when they're there, when you're not around, 
they'll add their own risk because they seek it out in order to learn. So now they're going to take risks. The difference is you're not going to be there to help them. That's a really interesting point, Eric. Thank you so much for coming on. Okay, thank you, Lauren. Good to speak to you today. Um, And like, obviously, like Susan was saying, her little lad like runs around 100 miles an hour everywhere he goes. Uh, We had Jen on earlier on who was saying like her daughter, you know, would be quite quiet and a bit more reserved so she'll like look at things assess them kids like every every single one of them is different we were all different at kid, as kids you know um, as a child and I'm still the same as an adult like speed freaks me out like I was never the kid that wanted to go faster at things you know and still as an adult like I don't drive that fast I don't like being in a car when someone's driving that fast so we're all different but Derek makes a really good point that if you take risk away from kids especially those kids that are risk takers or that like a bit of a thrill and excitement they're going to seek it out I love this conversation and I'd really really like to know what you think get involved I'm on 087-711-1038 we spoke to a caller earlier on who was telling us about um, I think it was Susan a great uh, park near her in Luke in St. Catherine's Park and there's kind of a natural playground there so I asked for people to tell me about other places that kind of encourage this natural play and help build kids' resilience. Caroline is on the line. Hi, Caroline. Hi, how's it going? Good, thanks. Caroline, your daughter's preschool sounds so cool. Where is it? Um, it's up in uh, Junior Genius. It's in Bagger House in Balzano. But they have um, they have different areas, but it's all like these log cabins and um, it's a bit, and they have a forest school as well, which is where she goes to for after school. Like, and it's brilliant. It's all outdoors and they have like tire swings and it's just basically a muck fest but it's great for her do you know what age is she she's eight she's eight okay so she's at that age now she's figuring out you know what she's really into what she's not so into I'd say she's quite a personality yeah and the teacher like he's fantastic he does all different um, you know different things with them they have a you know they cook any food that they can cook outdoors They cook, any food that they can cook over the fire like they would cook um, they do like s'mores like marshmallows and different things over the fire and but um, I don't know, a lot of people would think that's like unsafe and that but my child like when she comes home from school after being in junior genius she just goes for her tablet so for her to be outdoors and to be doing things you know I kind of do be I have a lot of washing and that to do but yeah. sure, it's better for her to be out yeah. and to be mixing yeah. with her kids and it's, she's really she's more adventurous now you know that way and she's not not afraid to climb a tree or if she gets a bit of muck on her and I feel our immune system is a lot harder as well. I find she was in a crash before that, and it wasn't as outdoors as much, and um, there wasn't as much outdoor activities. And I find that now that she's since she's been in that crash, she hasn't caught as many things, even though there's more children there. That's you know, I and don't know whether it's if she's home, it sounds like it has. If she's at home, she's going to go for the tablet. So it's great that she has this while she's outside and then you probably don't feel as guilty if she does want to have a bit of time on a device in the evenings you know she's been learning about the outdoors the whole thing with the open fire I love that like I'd say there's some kind of helicopter parents that would be like Jesus Christ an open flame what are you doing but she must learn about fire and that uh, it's hot and it can burn 
Yeah, well, I only had moved her into that crash. She was in a different crash from when she was six months old. And I've only moved her in, like, into that crash last year. And um, I just, like, it wasn't that she was getting bored, but it was just that there wasn't as much outdoor activity and there wasn't as much um, things for them to do because she's eight, you know, so she was kind of getting bored. So now she's never really, you know, bored or she's never kind of complaining and saying, I don't want to go. Yeah after school anymore because she knows that one and she's just kind of rushing to get her homework done as quick as she can so that you know in the, when she's in the after school so that she can go put her wellies on and go out and have a shot on the swing or you know to go and collect wood like and or to um, you know take part in the activities like the teacher is very good his name is Ed so oh brilliant you know he's promoting like outdoor stuff like they're old enough now to know that not to put her hand in the fire or, you know. Yeah, you would hope so at eight. <laughs> yeah, well, you would. Caroline, well, I know really. some parents would not, wouldn't it? like yeah. it, but, That's you know, it is great for them. Because yeah. I know myself when I bring her out and all, if I, don't, if I bring her to the park for a walk, she's saying to me, this is boring because you're not spending any money, but it's good for kids to be out in the park and in the outdoors, like... Yeah, dead right. To, that seems to be forgotten, so... Thanks a million for coming on, Caroline. Good to see no, you. All right, thanks very much. Bye, Thank bye, bye. Uh, yeah, like, this is the thing. Like, I know we're laughing, but, like, I bet you there is eight-year-olds that aren't allowed to put their snot near a fire. Like, come on. Selena is next on the line. Hi, Selena. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Now, Selena, you have an important point to make. Uh, you're a social care worker. Yeah, I'm a social care worker just in Mullingar there. Okay, what did you want to say? Um, just basically, like, I'd work with um, children that have disabilities, and uh, going to the playground could be a big part of their day. And I think putting in these these new playgrounds, if there's a higher risk, you know, we have kids with kind of mobility difficulties and they could be shaky on their feet, they're very easy maybe to fall and things like that. They want to have the same kind of capacity to, you know, think of danger um, as much as someone that wants to have a, a disability. Like even when you mentioned about the, the scissors, if they picked up the scissors, they could cut themselves, and they they might not understand that it could happen again. Yeah. So I think I think it can really it can upset maybe the disability sector because as a social care worker, if I thought there was a risk for them, you know, hurting themselves and falling themselves, I wouldn't bring them. And I think that can that could really upset them some of their days. So yeah, I'm just kind I, of thinking I, at that point. I listen, Selena, and before I even get into this, right, I appreciate that you're the one qualified in social care and you are the one who knows what you're talking about. This is just my opinion. But is yeah. there an argument to be made for not wrapping kids with disabilities in bubble wrap? I understand there's certain things, like you said, they mightn't understand that, okay, I cut myself with the scissors and they mightn't grasp that they could do it again. Obviously, you take out certain risks. But there is, can there be a lot to be said as well for a bit of rough and tumble for kids with disabilities to, to help their resilience as well? There could, yeah. It's just kind of that understanding that even though it could have happened to them and they got hurt, sometimes they, they can't understand that there's a chance for that to happen again. Okay. So, yeah. you know, they might just not have the same, like, kids naturally, like, you know, I, when I was younger, if I caught myself, I won't go back to the knife or I won't go back to the scissors. I'll be more careful with it next time. But sometimes in their in their head, they they can't really understand that, and it could be potentially an ongoing thing. Then, that's so yeah. I, just, I think, but I suppose maybe supervised. You know, as as much as obviously you are going to have to supervise kids with um, certain disabilities twenty four seven anyway, no matter what playground they're in. But yeah, definitely, yeah. Where possible, yeah. maybe introduce them to certain things like a bit of muck and. 
you know, thing like they they still want to have fun too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely understand that. It's an interesting one, though. Selena, really good to speak to you. Thanks for coming on. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye, bye, uh, bye. There's so many messages coming through in this one. I do take Selena's point, and as I said, she's the one that's qualified as a social care worker, not me. But I don't know, maybe you have a child, or maybe um, growing up, you know, there there was a child in your family um, with a disability. You know, I understand certain things have got to be different, but that being said, like, they need to become resilient as well. They need to learn what they can, you know, um, within their own capability about danger or about taking risks. No, am I totally off the point? I'm on 087-711-1038. There's so many messages coming through on this one. Katie says, yes, definitely they need adventure and to learn to take risks and be brave. I know my little one loves it considering she's 16 months and is already climbing up on tables. Uh-oh. Katie, I despair for you. Uh, loads of messages coming through. I would love to hear your thoughts. I'm on 087-711-1038. Um, still people making the point that if you were to bring in these more natural playgrounds, you would have to get parents to sign statements not to sue if their kids hurt themselves. To the best of my knowledge, the ones that have been brought in in the UK already have signs up saying, look, this is this kind of environment. There are certain things in place that will provide risk and you need to be aware of that before your kid steps into it. So... Maybe that kind of disclaimer would get you out of that. I don't know. But I think if parents are into it, um, they that's, you know, they're aware of the risks involved and hopefully the kids will be too soon. Lots and lots of messages coming in. This one says, I think it's a great idea. Kids need to have more danger awareness. There's been a large increase with injuries to children and teens worldwide. This has to be because we have them wrapped up and made less resilient and less aware to risks. No one is suggesting danger to life, though. They would need to learn and have more risk awareness. This one says, Hi Spin, completely agree with the riskier play area. I work in a Montessori school and the kids are so mollycoddled that when they have a small fall, no cut, graze or bruise, they cry so hard that they nearly make themselves sick. It's not only to do with the kids though, it's the parents. Kids need to be out in the muck, climbing trees, walls, etc. and not have a parent run over to them as soon as they fall or cry. Wait and see if they can get up and get on with it. Yes, some are bad falls, but definitely kids need to learn real-life risks and how to deal with them. Kids cry nowadays because they think that's how they get their own way. Interesting. It's coming from a Montessori worker. Liana says, I think it's a great idea, get them used to rough surroundings, but I don't understand the point of loose bricks. Mud and sand, definitely, but no to bricks. You just mentioned scissors, Lauren. My five-year-old came home from school with a self-cut fringe. I was shocked. Kids are so innocent, she thought it was cool. I laugh now. I was saying, actually, um, I mentioned scissors earlier on, Liana, but I mentioned also on Snapchat um, talking about this, scissors, and the whole idea of blunt scissors. Now, look, I'm not suggesting you give a three-year-old a proper scissors, but I just don't get the point in a blunt scissors because they don't cut anything. If If a child wants to cut something, give them the scissors and explain to them. And if they do cut themselves, hopefully they don't chop off anything too important, but... You know, and if they're super, again, supervision is a point that people keep raising as well. But the whole idea, like so many kids cut their own hair. And yes, you probably were a bit shocked when the five-year-old came home with her own fringe. But for a lot of kids, that's how they learn that, you know, well, you cut your own hair, you can't undo it. It's all part of growing up. Um, But yeah, I'd say you nearly had heart failure. Uh, Katie says, definitely they need adventure and to learn to take risks and be brave. 
Oh, I read Katie's out earlier on. She has the 16-month-old who loves climbing on tables. Good luck with that, Katie. Anna says, maybe instead of that, take half of the idea and implement it to make sure kids do more cardiovascular work and be more resilient. Also, add swings and things suitable for kids with disabilities so they can feel more involved as well. And Anna, you're making a very similar point to one made um, just a couple of minutes ago by Selena, who's a social care worker, you know, you must make sure that kids with disabilities or kids with mobility issues can still get involved, you know, learn all the great things about these kind of playgrounds, but all like so they're not excluded or so they're not a danger to themselves. Paula says, definitely we have this in place at the preschool I work in. We're so lucky to have the space. Yeah, look, not everyone has the space. It's a really, really interesting one and um, very grateful that we got to talk about it today. Um, we have heard from a man, uh, Jerry O'Sullivan is his name, and he is the director of the Children's Playground Company. So I'm going to chat to him just after the break because he makes these kind of natural playgrounds and they're very, very busy. So he has his own insight into why these playgrounds are more beneficial. But I've got to take a quick, quick break. Back in just a sec. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. 